This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more. And welcome, everybody, to the latest edition of the uh, Fantasy Brews Podcast. I'm joined with my esteemed co-hosts, as I love to introduce them every week. Corey, how are you doing, sir? I'm really esteemed tonight, man. <laughs> All right. The esteemed... Uh, shit, I don't even know what I'm saying there. It doesn't matter. Ben, how are you? I'm, I'm getting back. I'm, I'm feeling good. We, we started this week a little better than last, so... Okay. Your, your Monday was a little easier, Ben? Yep, just, just a little bit. <laughs> Okay, and uh, we're going to get into that here in just a second, um, because let's just go ahead and jump into it. It's been now a week since the uh, since the championship games between the Packers and the Bucks and the Bills and the Chiefs. We know who's going to the Super Bowl. We wanted to make sure that we got everything out of the way leading up to Super Bowl week to be able to bring you this podcast here leading up into Super Bowl weekend. Uh, so let's go ahead and dive right into it with the Bucks and the Packers recap here. And Ben, I mean, before we go into like all the little nitty gritty details, how was your week been, sir? <laughs> it was dark. It was it was a very dark, dark time in our house. Uh, you know, it takes probably about two days to get into a good mood, and then those next couple days you start to listen to sports again. Uh, I was I was convinced I was never going to watch football again. Um, <laughs> But you know what? By the end of the week, by the end of the week, I was I was grading some receiver prospects, and and I'm looking towards the off season. So it uh, it was a rough start, but but I'm in a good place now. And I I know it brought you a little bit of light and joy whenever you saw a picture of Aaron Rodgers delivering Bud Lights in the back of a truck, didn't it? Yeah. I mean that just warms your heart. Well, that and Gutenkunst saying that he'll be the quarterback for years to come. That uh, both okay. of those made me happy. Did okay. you say that? I didn't. Uh, I didn't see that. Yep. Him and Lafleur both said uh, that he is the quarterback of the future for years well, to come. Now he has even, three years on his contract, so yeah. I think <laughs> he so. He's the quarterback of the next three years. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'll take it. Like, just give me that three. Like, that's all I'm asking for. Yeah. None of well, this trade, Rogers. I mean, give me a fucking break. Well, usually, you know, it, it, Windows. I mean. The Patriots were an anomaly, so you have to kind of throw that out the window. But usually, a team has a window, and I think Green Bay's in this window, and it's probably, probably that's what you got, you know. So yeah, I agree. I agree. I think uh, I think the next three years, we know there's going to be, you know, Green Bay's not going to get that lucky again. You know, it's we went we went from Favre to Rodgers. I mean, you know, Jordan Love's not a superstar. Look, He's look, not the next guy. Look so. at. Look at Pittsburgh. How long it took them to go from Bradshaw to Ben? You know what yep. I mean. Look well, at look, we could have had we could have had Marino somewhere in the mix. At, uh, well, there's some stories about yeah. what Bradshaw did and, and didn't want. But so, well, you look at a team like Browns, the Browns and the Bears. You they've know, never, they've, they've never, never had they've never had one. Look at so look, look look at the Cowboys who had great Super Bowl teams. They had two in their yeah. in their in their lifetime, and they haven't had a third since. And I yeah, Romo wasn't awful, but he's not going to be in. Uh, 
he's not going to be in the other guy's conversation. So the ones that actually won Super Bowls and made mm. the Super Bowls. So that might be a fun topic to save and pitch later down the road as we not only future well in the future cover the draft and fantasy football draft, but just some fun sports facts, little little things that we could pick up on just to break up some of the uh, the information we're going to be feeding everybody that's listening to our podcast in the in the coming months. What do you say? All right. Um, so that being said, let's dive in and cover some of this stuff because, I mean, we we talked about it. We 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 thought it might be a close game, if I recall. I mean, Bucks thirty one, Packers twenty six. Uh, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. Bucks thirty one, Packers twenty six. I won't repeat it again. I'm sorry. Tom Brady twenty and thirty six. Dick, you did that on purpose. <laughs> I was thinking, oh man, I'm gonna have to cut that out. Thanks. He Ryan. does not like, have nope. shit in his throat, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> 28 of th- or 20 20 of 36 for 280 three touchdowns biggest number here i want to talk about it a little bit three interceptions for tom brady very unlike tom brady a lot of pressure coming from the pack side a couple tip balls but still aaron Rodgers, 33 of 48 346 three touchdowns one pick it's a pretty big pick if if, if i remember correctly so uh ben let's start with you coverage of the game thoughts pros cons let's dive in well uh, two things. So, uh, first, I mean, the Packers did not really execute and play a good football game. Uh, Mike Evans, first third down of the game for the Bucks. you hit Mike Evans on Kevin King for like a 30-yard pass. I'm like, it's going to be a long day for Kevin King. Uh, honestly, our offense moved the ball well. I think uh, the Buccaneers' defense was consistent throughout and made it very difficult, but the Packers had the ability to win the game. So first thing, Packers get the ball back 14-10 to 10 at the end of the second quarter. Um, just like we were talking with the Browns last week um, against the Chiefs, you know, you got to take advantage of those moments if you're going to win football games. So what do the Packers do? We get a couple first downs, throw an interception, and then they throw a Hail Mary wide open touchdown on Kevin King, the former Green Bay Packer, um, and they go into halftime 21-10. I mean, that's that right there as a fan, I'm like, that's game. I mean, you make mistakes like that, you're going to lose football games, especially in the playoffs, especially against Tom Brady. Um, and then secondly, fourth quarter, again, to, to reference the Browns against the Chiefs, Packers had the ball back with a chance to take the lead, um, even before the drive where we kicked the field goal. And we got... We got sacked numerous times. Credit to that Bucks pass rush. I think at the end of the day, the Bucks offense wasn't great. Um, Brady wasn't great, but they were opportunistic. Um, but the defense was consistent. And although Rodgers did get his yards, make his plays, that pass rush was the difference in the game. Uh, Shaq, Shaq Barrett, even up the middle with Sue, I mean, that offensive line we were talking about for the Packers were like, whoever wins that battle is going to win this football game. Uh, the Bucks front seven, I mean, Devin White included, obviously, but Levante David made some plays. I mean, they're just so fast at the linebacker position. Edge rushers are fast, and Rick Wagner and Billy Turner looked like peewee football players out there. Um, so Packers still had their chance to win at the end, but ultimately credit to the Bucks because they made the plays they needed to make to win the game. Yeah, I mean that's uh, you know I'll I'll keep it short and sweet. I mean that's pretty much what I saw was Packers did not play a bad football game by any means, but when it came down to it, like especially that play before halftime, um, those are the, those are the plays that what's made 
Brady's career, in my opinion, is he's never been perfect. He's never been a perfect quarterback. I mean, he was more efficient early in his career, but he doesn't miss those opportunities. You you let that happen, he will he will you saw what happened, he'll kill you. So I mean, I've never seen a quarterback so calm, cool, and collected. He looks like he's just passing to somebody with nobody else in the field. You know what I mean? It's it's impressive. But I mean, look at Roger's stats. I mean, looks like he had a pretty damn good day. But at the end of the day, I think not scoring points on those turnovers of Brady's uh, three interceptions really, really, really hurt him. Yeah. And then, like Ben said, uh, that that linebacker duo man might have been the best this year in the NFL um, between David and then White really coming on in his second year. Um, those guys are deadly. Yeah. You know, we're prisoners of the moment. Um and uh, Mike Pettin has never been a great defensive coordinator, but you want to talk about uh, careers? Mike Pettin's is over. How you allow Kevin King to be guarding Scotty Miller with no safety help when in the red at, zone? In, well, in the red, yeah. they were at like the fifty yard line with eight okay. seconds left, or still, forty though, yard line. Yeah, that was that was a, still that was a gash you right don't, there for a touchdown. You're not getting hurt on the short play. You can only get hurt on the long the long play and that's exactly what happened so it's kevin king and it's mike Pettin, but i mean the fastest receiver on the bucks against the slowest cornerback on the packers sometimes you can't blame the player them. i mean i know it looked like king had a, had a rough time at it but sometimes you can't blame the player you know if he's put him. if he's put in a position to fail <laughs> okay I'll, I'll allow it he will be a great oakland raider next year that's all i'm saying <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, some of my just takeaways, and I think we uh, kind of talk about how the Bucks kind of play their game and they just let it kind of unfold. It was very unlike Brady to throw three interceptions. And typically in the league, you know, you don't really win a game if you win the turnover battle. I think Corey just alluded to it here. You know, the Packers never capitalized on those opportunities. And that just goes to show how the Bucks defense was able to come even Brady's imperfections here. But the other stat that I thought was interesting, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the Bucks or the, the Packers only had given up six sacks all year on Rodgers, right? Something to that effect. It was it was low. That's yeah. that's stupid. That's dumb. Three of three of those sacks came against the Bucks when they played early in the season. And they had what, five last Sunday? I, I blacked out, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. They had five sacks. They they almost had the exact sack total that the Packers well, had given up all season long. And that I'm, throws off everything to overcome those imperfections I'm, that Brady had, uh, which two of them were off the fingertips, a little bit out of reach. I think they were both off Mike Evans, if I'm not mistaken. And the other one, Brady was going down. He just threw the ball up with a, you know, with a prayer. Only Fitzmagic can make that happen. So <laughs> well, know, is, we've, we've seen true. that. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not downplaying uh, Tampa's personnel or, 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 or talent, but Todd Bowles is one heck of a defensive coordinator, man. Yeah, you speaks know. volumes. Um, but to go back to your point, though, that what, what, what we just pretty much said was uh, if you go back to last year, Pittsburgh led the league in sacks and in takeaways. Guess what? Doesn't matter if your offense doesn't do anything with with those takeaways. No. So yep. yeah, and Ryan, uh, Ryan, you made you made a great point. So the Bucks score off Rogers' interception, and then that first second play of the second half, Aaron Jones fumbles it. Bucks score again. So they took advantage of the turnovers, and the Packers didn't. I mean, 
and no one wants to play the what if game. I mean, the Bucks. Credit to them. I they were opportunistic, won the game, but Packers cannot say they didn't have opportunities. I mean, they had the ability to win that game even with everything that happened. It could have been uh, a borderline blowout if they would have it, scored an all could have. turnovers. They scored a touchdown, or I, maybe they scored one field goal on one of the takeaways. I can't remember. He may uh, have. No, I don't think but, they scored off a turnover. <clears throat> they didn't. Okay, so they didn't score off one. Turnover. I don't. I don't think so. That's that's twenty one points possibly. Are you yeah, sure? Right are you sure it wasn't? And that's what I wanted to talk about. It's the the only thing as a as you know an outsider looking in on that football game was I didn't love Lafleur's decision to kick uh, kick that field goal in fourth down um, with the game in that situation. Uh, that's where you know what if you're we're not head coaches, but I feel like if I that. You know, if your team's in that scenario, I personally don't want to look back and say, what if? You know what I'm saying? I would rather go for it. And if you don't get it, you're still going to get heat either way. You, you you understand what I'm saying? So it's I would rather put it all out there. Trust your number one offense in the league and let's roll. Yeah, I mean, if you're yeah. going to... If you're gonna, it's not the like game, they have the, the number 15 or 20 offense. They had a number one offense. You also have the MVP at quarterback and like, you're at the eight-yard line. Right. I agree with you. Now, I can understand, well, I don't agree. I don't think you should hang the guy, though. You have four timeouts. Uh, I mean, I'm not hanging him. Obviously, he, he, he does. he's a phenomenal job. I wish he was our head coach in, in, yeah. in Pittsburgh. So. Yeah, I, I think it was the wrong call, and I think he, he does regret it because you have, you have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, and we, we're the best uh, red zone offense in the league this year. Like, if we're going to lose, let's lose because – I mean, let's leave it up to Rodgers. Let's not leave it up to a defense against Tom Brady in the Still NFC out. Championship game. I that mean, was my other point is Green Bay's defense wasn't awful, but they weren't playing lights out that day. No, either. no, they didn't. They really didn't play. Jair Alexander played well. Uh, Kenny Clark had a great game, but really there's only a handful of uh, defensive players on the Packers that I thought uh, had good football games. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh Buccaneers found a way to win. That's what it's all about, and that's why Brady's going to his tenth Super Bowl. So, because he now, uh, before we talk about the goat, right? We want to talk a little bit about Rogers' legacy. I mean, is there anything in doubt? Anything in question? And I'm not really a provoker of these types of conversations. I really, uh, you know, I don't know if y- you can really say who is the goat, goat, the goat of goats. Like there was conversations Tom, about that all week. Tom, you know, he he's been a ten, right? So, or he's going to ten. But and we could talk about that later. But for Rodgers, I, I think I don't know if this really ruins anything with his legacy in Green Bay. I think when you compare him and Brett Favre and um, Bart Starr and, and everybody else that's come through, because we forgot about Bart Starr, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, when we were talking earlier about because the Packers have had their three. This yeah, is their third. He, he brought some some OG <clears throat> championships to Titletown. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. Number one and number two Super Bowl uh if we if we want to recall but you know i don't think it really tarnishes his legacy when you look at his stats when you look at who he is and what he's done yeah does he have as many super bowl appearances during the tom brady era because that's what this is going to be labeled the tom brady era no but uh i have a good i I, I have a good point to that is is drew Brees a hall of fame quarterback absolutely yes How, how many super bowls has he been to one it's fucking hard if you threw tom brady out the window this even won't even be a conversation. Aaron Rodgers is probably a top three quarterback of all time, and he maybe maybe he still is. I don't know. I mean, it is just that impressive. He's been to what four or five AFC Championship games. Who Rodgers has been to 
five. That's and insane. He's yeah. lost the last. The number four. sucks. The number sucks. But it's a team game. That is just as impressive. I mean, well, I mean, Ed, you're right. You're right on that. Somebody could have fumbled uh, to cause a difference. I can't remember all these games. There's what? So many variations. St- there's eleven starters on each side of the ball. Yeah, he's the most important piece. But at the same time, you know, no, I don't think it knocks his, his legacy whatsoever. I just think we're spoiled watching Tom Brady the last twenty years. We'll never see this again ever. People are already talking about this Mahomes, and frankly, it's pissing me off. Well, and. And I want to talk about that too. But if we compared Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers' legacy, Rodgers is better. You, well, exactly. And even Brett Favre will tell you. Now, Brett Favre went to two Super Bowls back to back years. They won one, they lost one. But who'd they lose to? John Elway and the motherfucking Broncos, who did win two in a row after that. Or one more after that. So they won two in a row. And John Elway had already been to a couple, and he was unsuccessful in in previous attempts. That year that the Broncos beat the Packers, they had Terrell Davis at running back. They had had a um, 2,000-yard rusher. (laughs) They had a 2,000-yard rusher. They had uh, Shannon Sharp. They had a great defense. They had Bill Steve Atwater, Bill, uh, Bill Roman, Romanowski. I mean, we remember yeah. the names. They had the ultimate team back to back years. I think they were the better they team. Didn't they even go like thirteen or fourteen and zero the second season leading into that Super Bowl? Yeah. So you know uh, that was a tough challenge even for Favre to overcome with uh, Sterling Sharp and with uh, Don Beebe. You had Reggie White at the you know at the helmet defense. You had uh, Leroy Butler. You had so many great names on the Packers. Uh, Offense and defensive side of the ball. I mean, what great football. Why aren't we talking about great football? Why are we talking about legacies, well, you know, at that point? And to speak to Rodgers, I mean, the numbers speak for themselves. He was the best Green Bay Packer on the field, and it wasn't even close on Sunday. He played a really yeah. good football game. You know, I mean, yep. it's a team game. It's about coaching. Now, you still got to find ways to win. I mean, Tom Brady solidified his status. If he hadn't already, it was only because some of these other guys have more talent. But... This guy is the greatest quarterback because he finds ways to win. Winner. If it, he, if, he's the greatest winner of all time. If he has to put guy, if he has to put the team on his shoulders, he does. If he needs a fourth quarter drive, or if they're down he's, by twenty some points in the Super Bowl, guess who's going to do that? <laughs> Tom Brady's going to do that. Tom. Brady. Well, he, he, here's I'll, I'll give you something, and I, and I fall victim to it all the time. Two best boxers of all time: Muhammad Ali and Mike Tyson. Brady is Muhammad Ali. Yeah, that's that's well, and that's a. That's a really good, really good comparison. Mike Tyson, I, I would say, is Marino, Rodgers. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think Aaron Rodgers is, uh, from a IQ standpoint, it's him and Manning. I don't think anyone's close. Um, and when it comes to arm talent, I've never seen anyone throw the ball like Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, I mean, Mahomes is great. We'll, we'll get into that later. Um, but Actually, that was a great segue into the next segment. To be honest with well, you, let's 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 roll let's it on in there because yeah. you know we'll talk goat status, we'll talk everything in the weeks to come. I promise you, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to dive right in uh, into those matters. But Bills Chiefs started off really exciting, finished thirty-eight to twenty-four. Bills scored a lot of late points, if I remember correctly. They just didn't look like they had it. Mahomes three twenty-five, three touchdowns, zero picks, coming off of uh, you know. Toe injury and concussion the week before. Who knows if he's still uh, thinking straight or not. Josh Allen passing the ball the whole entire game. Looked like Ben Roethlisberger out there trying to do it without a run game. Two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, 
and 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 you know, without a rushing game, Allen was the leading rusher. As uh, again, thank you, Ben, for putting all these show notes together for us. Seven carries, eighty-eight yards. He did have that one really big one, if I remember correctly. But what went right? Well, I can't really use that segment, can I? What went right for the Chiefs, and what went wrong for the Bills? We'll we'll do it that way. Because I don't want any copyright infringement on anything it, out there in the real world. I'm gonna I'm gonna start this, and I'm gonna echo what Corey told me when I said the Bills are gonna be great this year. The Bills are gonna win the Super Bowl. And what Corey said to me is, he says, "There's he, I think they're still one year away." Um, the lights were too bright, in my opinion. I think the the just the magnitude of the football game. They didn't play Bills football like they had. And Kansas City came in calm, collected, and did what they do. And it was as simple as that. The Bills could never recover because uh, they were so worried about failure. And that's a lot of teams that are new to success are going to go through that. Um, you know, I I give Josh Allen all the credit in the world uh, for what he did this season and, and his heart. I mean, uh, the Bills need a running game. You know, the Chiefs get away with it, but I'm sorry Patrick Mahomes is on a different planet, okay? Uh, Josh Allen had a great year. Credit to all those guys. But watching this game, it was just, it was never a game because the Bills never, they were never able to settle down. They were never able to settle into the game until it was too late. Uh, and you see that a lot with some of these younger teams getting getting into the championship game. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, that's, you hit the nail on the head. Um, Chiefs just, walked in like they've been there before and they and and they have been and they played chief football whatever chief football is which is you know reed mahomes tyreek hill um kelsey's uncoverable uh coming off the line and their defense isn't great um you know and that's where i think they might fall victim on sunday um but it, it was good enough to win um bills are a heck of a football team man i I, I, they're going to be right there again next year, and they might win that football game next year. I think that the nerves won't be as as much to them. Um, I think they're a more complete football team, unless you know Mahomes got paid. Unless the Chiefs can figure out a way to put more tools around that defense, I think the Bills the Bills are going to be right there next year. Yeah, I mean, I'd love to dive deep into this football game, but it just was never close. Uh, no, it, it just. And and I I feel for the Bills fans, you know. And I mean, Josh Allen was carrying the city of Buffalo on his shoulders, and he played that way, which unfortunately impacted impacted how he played compared to how he'd been playing all year. But you know what? You get in that game, all you can think about is what's it going to be like to go to the Super Bowl. It's so easy to like let's just do what we have to do to you know find a way to win the football game. It's not that simple. And a team like Kansas City, they've been in so many close games. I I will say. I predicted it last week. I said I wouldn't be surprised if Kansas City looked like Kansas City again, uh, especially after that Browns game. And even with the injured toe, I mean, Mahomes was incredible. Um, yeah. it, you know, you, Travis. You just, you very rarely, very rarely, I know the other game went a little bit different at this at this at their points in, this, in their career, but very rarely the best quarterback loses in these games. And Mahomes is the better quarterback. And Josh Allen's a great quarterback. I, I loved him. I wanted Pittsburgh to find out, a, figure out a way to draft him and sit behind Ben a few years. Um, I just think he would have been the perfect successor. But Mahomes is a better quarterback. And the better quarterback usually wins in those, in, in those football games. I mean, not always, but 
you know, mo- he just he just finds a way to get the ball to his receiver. It's so deceptive. Yeah, the the Bills have some work to do this off season, but I I like Corey said I think they'll be right back. I think uh, you know you're. Ed Oliver's been a little bit of a disappointment. I think they need to add to the defensive line and the edge rush. Um, the only way, the only way you're gonna you're gonna beat the Chiefs is if you can get after Mahomes even a little bit. You saw it with uh, with Miles Garrett. Um, you're gonna see it on Sunday. Believe me. I mean that. You know those are the types of teams that if you give Mahomes time, it's over. Um, so I think I see the Bills adding to the front seven, probably adding another corner opposite uh, uh, Trey White. Um, it, it, yeah, it, and they it, need a running back. It's, it's desperately. Hard. Oh, my God, yeah. I mean, it's it's hard to defend that guy, though, man. I mean, yeah, you got to figure out a way to get pressure, but he's pretty damn mobile when he can get out of there. Um, and then that just extends plays for guys like uh, Tyreek Hill. I mean, you know, end of story there if he's open at that point. Um, so it's like you got to get pressure and you got to play man, I think, um, or he's just going to tear you apart. And to get enough pressure and play man, it's tough. It's tough. You, you, uh, only really good defenses, very good defenses, are, are, are going to beat that offense if, if they stay intact. So here, here's here's a question as, as we're kind of talking about it. I'm, I'm listening to both of you go back and forth have and, and have your say about this. But then we, we, we talked before about how important having a run game is. And then we look at where Josh Allen just came from with, you know, leading rusher, 88 yards. That's great. We had uh, Jackson, Lamar Jackson with the, with the Ravens. Leading, well, lead, probably leading rusher on his team. I don't know, leading quarterback rusher, however you want to look at it. In the last 20 years, or even ever, has there ever been a crossover breed that has gotten his team to the Super Bowl that also is leading the way rushing? No. And I don't think that answer, no. I don't think the answer is yes on that. No, but I think you have to have a respectable run game. I think I was you having, a, I, I was having a conversation with somebody else about this recently, and I think it all comes down to you have to have a respectable, uh, run game and the chiefs have been able to figure it out somehow with what daryl williams in this 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 postseason um to where you can't just ignore it because he actually played very well in the game before this one um you know and then you look at you look at tampa and you look at green bay and no nobody's running over everybody rushing for 150 200 yards a game but you have to be able to not just if you don't have any run game, any threat whatsoever, you don't have to have a top run game. But if you don't have any kind of threat on on that side of the ball running to at least keep the defense on their toes, they're going to tear it up. Any defense in the league will tear it up on you. So, yeah, you know, I mean, if you're 15th in the league in rushing, that's fine. You know, if you have a top five passing game, yeah, sure. Absolutely. Just wanted to point that out because everybody's really focused on finding the next QB that can be mobile, like, like uh, Lamar Jackson and everything else, I think really the only perfect blend was Russell Wilson with Marshawn Lynch when they won. That was That's the last great maybe running game. Maybe the only yeah. the only perfect dynamic between quarterback running and running back rushing. That's 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 occurred in the last twenty years where they pulled it off. Well, it wasn't the sole run game. Uh, the the Steelers Super Bowl whenever they beat the Seahawks, we I think we we had a pretty good running game between Willie Parker and, and I'm talking with 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 the quarterback with the quarterback co- right. combination because Russell Wilson right. was mobile and they should have won that Super Bowl against <clears throat> against the Patriots. Man, that makes me cringe. Yeah, you know you you run it there. You you know you Oy, run it there, man. Oy. You run it with your with your with your workhorse and you get that second win. You throw it. 
Butler catches the interception. In my so, mind, because I watched that game, and I, I'm not even a Seahawks fan, but it made me sick. Like, in my mind, like, New England half won it, and then Seattle half won it, as if that makes any sense. It makes sense. <laughs> of course, Russell Wilson could have just not thrown an interception. Right. Um, you know, and, <laughs> he could have gone somewhere else with the ball. And he had Br- many weapons. Brandon Bostick could have not dropped the onside kick when the Packers were up by 16 in the fourth quarter against Seahawks because that was – Outside of this year, yeah. the best Packer team we've had in a long time. Sorry, I just wanted to throw when it in Nelson, there. That's when Nelson was <laughs> rocking and rolling, right? You know, yeah, that was uh, Devontae's rookie year. Yeah. Ben, we, we remembered when we got T-bowed, so it's it's okay to hold on to those painful that memories. Was, we'll move on after this, after this <laughs> Packer-Steeler uh, talk. That hurt more than losing to the Packers in the Super Bowl. The Packers were better that day. They had the better mm-hmm. team. I will give it to them. Getting T-bowed. The year after. In the in in overtime, do you, I kept I, thinking I, you guys I were saying T-boned. I'm like, what did I miss? I get it now. <laughs> yeah, go on. That was the worst moment in, in my history of watching the Pittsburgh Steelers. It was kind of like September 11th for me. I'll always remember where I was and what I was doing and who I was with. I mean, it, it's like rolling a handicapped person out there and us and scoring on us at that point. Like, yeah, he he basically threw a hail mary. In overtime, mm-hmm. in single coverage, no safety help to Demarius Thomas. How does that happen? Mm-hmm. So let's talk about Travis Kelsey here. <laughs> um, <laughs> is he the goat of all tight ends? I mean, today, you, now, the goat well, of well, today, not all I time, mean, no. Well, I mean, there, you put the word goat in here, you got to say, is he the goat? No. I mean, is, is he the goat right now? I don't know. We're going to find Gronk, out because. I, on the other side is Gronkowski, who's old and dinged up and back surgeries and came out of year of retirement and sold CBD for a year. Now he's back. Like, I mean, I get it. But is he the GOAT? He's Let's he, he, he's going to be in the conversation if he continues this up for another two, two or three years. Yes. Um, I, I'm not ready to put him in that conversation yet, but another two or three years of this? Yeah. I mean, he's he's pretty he's pretty unstoppable right now. But Gronk's had a couple years. That one year he had what eighteen touchdowns receiving or something. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that will ever happen again. But I guess Kelsey didn't get too far off this year. Um, and then uh, you got what's his name from uh, Kansas City, Tony uh, Gonzalez. He was he he was pretty damn good. Mm. Uh, at this point, no quarterback ever to per- throw. To personally, it, but... I would say Kelsey's on. Um, Antonio Gates' tail for like, you know what I mean? He's kind of right behind him now. But was Antonio Gates, was he ever thought of? I mean, because he was obviously consistent with San Diego for years and and fun to watch and everything. But was he like that that guy that you just think like, you know, because most of the times we think of football teams on their offensive side, quarterback, wide receiver. I don't know if Antonio Gates was ever thought of like quarterback, tight end. Between... between yeah, with Rivers between <coughs> Gonzalez's prime and Gronk, there was there was Gates there for a few years. I like how you opened that up. I like how you opened up the gates to that conversation. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think uh, I think Kelsey is on a trajectory. I mean, he's had what five or six straight one thousand yard seasons. I mean, I I think it's not a it's not a silly question. I think it's warranted. Uh, Gronk is the most dominant tight end of all time. I mean, Kelsey is 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 more athletic. Uh, I think if Kelsey for if he does what he's been doing for the next three years, 
I think he'll be in the conversation. I don't think anyone's going to... I think Tony Gonzalez, that's a... I don't even... I mean, Tony Gonzalez, to me, is number one. Gronk is number two, just because of the consistency and not having great quarterback play. You know... Gonzalez changed the position, period. Yeah. Period. But... I think Kelsey's ahead of Gates uh, just based on my eyes and what I see. Uh, I do think Gates was phenomenal. And I, for a long time, he was considered the best tight end in the game, kind of the latter of Gonzalez's career. Um, you know, that's when Gates was kind of in his prime. But, man, Kelsey is so good. I mean, I would say right now if he retired, I would have a hard time not putting him in my all-time top five. But he'd be, he'd be closer to five. I I, I agree. I, I mean, I'd probably put him – we're probably missing somebody, but five or six. I you think could have said possibly Jimmy Graham at one point in not, his career. No. Yeah. Uh, but, no. But also Jimmy Graham fell short of his potential. He had a couple bad uh, looks. He also had a knee injury. That hinders a lot. There was another guy too. Eifert uh, had a really big season a couple years ago. And then I believe his ankle broke, and that was pretty much the, the, end of the his start of his career. Was times. It was impressive, yeah. but but a he lot fell of injuries off. to overcome. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, how many times can you break your ankle and stand back up? I'm I'm just saying, <laughs> you you, you got to go for for like as far as talents concerned when you when you gear you know look at those positions. I think and then maybe weigh in some of the factors of injury and. That's tough to come back from any for anyone. You do you have know? to throw Jason Witten in the mix too. Um, Jason Witten, you know, yeah. I not just, his. Um, yeah, you throw Witten in there with like Gates. Not yeah. his broadcasting career that can be forgotten. He's yeah. off. He, uh, he officially retired, by the way. I I'm hoping God. that God. he uh, he stays away from There's, the booth. I, I, well, I, I, he 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 might be a cheap hire for our podcast. I don't know. <laughs> we should we should shoot him an email. Yeah, we should. He's probably desperate. Um, <laughs> he's desperate for anybody to listen. I will say this: your I show notes think, are perfect for Jason Witten. <laughs> I do think. Please, forgive me, Jason. Tight end uh, is on the upward uh, trajectories because there's a lot of great young tight ends right right now with Goddard and Gasecki. Um, you look at uh, um, the Broncos guy drafted last year or two years ago. Noah Fant. Uh, Noah Fant. Noah um, Fant. I yeah. love I love Hawkinson, uh, but uh, Stafford's never loved his tight ends for some reason, probably because Ebron burned him. Um, so I'm going to be interested in that. Um, I think that's the only the only thing Goff could bring that team is probably more targets to the tight end. Uh, so little fantasy. Uh, note there. Speaking of, I think we're good with the Bills and Chiefs. Let's go into some. Uh, as as Ben puts it, what else is fucking happening? He must have read <laughs> this when he was recovering. I don't know, but now that we're talking about Stafford to the Rams, Goff to the Lions, continue the conversation. Well, since I was already talking about it, yeah, I that, that's huge. Rams are Rams are obviously a playoff team. Um, and they're a quarterback short. And, you know, I haven't watched enough of them the last couple of years. Goff was good enough to get him to the Super Bowl a couple of years back. So I don't know if he's taking that much of a big step backwards. Um, but Stafford's definitely an upgrade. So I don't see why they wouldn't be back at least in the same position next year with that defense and that what Akers is doing and McVay. And it's going to be very interesting. They, they did the right thing. They gave up a lot. Um, I don't know ultimately if he's that much of an upgrade over Goff, but – they have the team now to make that move to win, and that's what you have to do. You have to do whatever you can, man, to, tr- to put yourself in the best situation. And my, my thoughts 
you know, I, I think Deshaun Watson is a better quarterback at this point in, in his career than Stafford, but I don't know. Maybe they were asking too much. I'm not real sure about that. But um, anyway, it's an upgrade. Uh, good, good for the Rams. I'm not sure what Detroit's thinking. Um, but anyway. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to take yeah. a different I'm going to take a different angle on this really quick. Um, so Detroit made a phenomenal trade. Stafford didn't want to be there. I mean, you get two first round picks and a third. Yeah. And Stafford can't stay healthy. I think the Rams and Les Snead are desperate. This will with this trade, it'll be eight years in between their first round picks. Um, Rams are in all like right now mode. Um, and the Lions, they know that Goff is a bridge quarterback, and they're a couple years away. So to get two firsts and a third to take on Goff's contract was was the only reason they got the second first-round pick. That was the second part of the trade. I mean, it was essentially two trades. But, you know, Goff will be the bridge for one year. Maybe they still go after Trey Lance or someone like that. But uh, I I do think the Lions came out better in this trade. Um, Stafford hasn't been healthy in five years. Uh, The Rams are going all in. If he stays healthy, yes. I mean, he's much better than Goff. Why not Watson, uh, though? Why not Watson? Well... I don't think, well, at the end of the day, he has no trade clause, so he's already said he wants to go to the Jets or the Dolphins. I'm sure they made that call. Um, you know, that that was a sleeper team for Watson. Yeah, I mean, you would choose Watson over Stafford, certainly, but uh, Watson would have probably demanded more? I I don't know. Um, hmm. It's a good question. I was thinking he, he might be in the territory of three firsts, if not two firsts in a second. Yeah, I th- if people look at this and think this was just uh, two firsts and a third for Stafford, they're wrong because they, it would have been a first and a third for Stafford, which in my opinion is still too rich. That's just my opinion. Um, but to take on Goff's awful contract is why they got the additional yeah, first-round pick. Stafford's been in the league, what, 13 years or something? I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I think he's 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 been in some shit luck on that football team in that organization, but that's a lot for for an, for an aging quarterback. I'm not going to say he's old. Quarterbacks can play a long time, um, but an aging quarterback where, you know, a guy like Watson, I mean, he's in his prime and that guy can win a Super Bowl. I have no doubt about no doubt about it. I mean, that guy's in my top 5 all day. Yep. I'll be curious how it pans out. I mean, Lions are going to get the first round pick next year, so or I'm sorry, the first <laughs> overall pick, but uh yeah, do we want to get into Watson a little bit? Well, I was going to say, boys, I mean, we're about 41, 42 minutes into this. We got maybe another 15. We got time. We can cover something, but we still got to cover this weekend's matchup because we don't want to disappoint give anybody me, else. Give listening. me 30 seconds. <clears throat> uh, Countdown begin. I'm watching my counter right now. I just took two seconds. Deshaun, seconds. Deshaun Watson <laughs> is going to go to the New York Jets. For two reasons. Robert Sala is a player's coach. They have tons of cap room, and their defense is actually pretty good. Uh, it's also a big market. Deshaun Watson will be a New York Jet. I'm telling you that right now. It makes sense. Um, if he's not, then that team just doesn't want to win. That that owner doesn't care. Yeah. Um, I think it's too I, risky. It's too risky to go after, I mean, the kid out of BYU and, you know, great. <laughs> but, I mean, him or Fields, give me a break. Uh, for these teams that have the capital to do it, Deshaun Watson is, I mean, the third best quarterback in the NFL, top five, yep. no matter who you talk to. Um, yeah, and, and he's and, 25. And, and, he's 25. If the if if Rodgers didn't win MVP this year, I'd be screaming. I'd be yeah. like, find no, a way. I, I would love for Big Ben to retire 
and us to, to, to find that cap space to, to get a guy like that. But it's just it's not happening. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, we'll get in my quarterback prospects because you, we'll, we'll talk about Wilson, which I, I love Wilson. Um, but you take a guy who's proven and still 25 all day if you have the cap space. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, anyway. All right. And with that, I know we had a few other topics that were on the board. Let's mark them down for another day. Let's we gotta we gotta cover the Super Bowl. We gotta cover it. I mean, there's so many storylines. We gotta give. I mean, we gotta give the people we, what they want to hear. We we could just end it here because I mean we're not vested, right? Like fuck it, it's a fucking Green Bay Packers we and do, Steelers podcast, as everybody else thinks it is. We should have done this podcast <laughs> on, on location of Raymond James. Oh well, COVID. Um, <laughs> um, no, I mean, it's going to be a, I mean, we've talked about both teams already, the pros, the cons and everything, how they play, you know, we got the goat versus the baby goat. We got, we got, dude, we have so many animals that are just going to be on the field. Like who's bringing the feed? Like who's bringing the feed? Like there is so much fun that's going to be had this coming Sunday. And obviously, the game is in Tampa. It's the first time ever, the first time ever that the uh, that one of the teams in the Super Bowl is actually playing in their home stadium, which, by the way, they cannot fire the cannons. So I'm sure there'll be some cannon noise somewhere along the way. But they cannot fire the cannons off the ship in Tampa Bay. If you don't know what Raymond James Stadium has, well, then I don't know why you're listening to this podcast. But... Um, it's going to be fun. I, I think it's going to be one of the greatest matchups to watch with Man. both the, with the way that both the, te- the these teams played. It'll be great. What are your so, thoughts? I could say two things. I could say, "Man, you can't you can't bet against Mahomes and the Chiefs right now." But then again, how do you say? I could also say, "How how do you bet against Tom Brady right now?" I mean, well, and who has he, who have who have the Bucks beat in this playoffs besides Heineke, who is a legend of his own in that game? Yeah, so Drew Brees. Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers. All well, he has left is his baby goat. Well, the the skeleton of Drew Brees. Um, mm. I'll, I'll give him Rodgers, but uh, I, man, I'll hey, tell you what. You get paid to beat the best players I, on the field, and when you I have will, Drew Brees, I will tell you what that that Bucks front seven, those linebackers, that edge rushing group, especially getting uh, Vita Vea back in the middle, uh, they are going to present challenges, um, big time. You know, I don't know if the Bucks offense can stay consistent enough to score enough points because like we said before i mean it's it's not like the bucks stopped rogers you know i think they didn't take advantage of some opportunities but sex is a lot well three touchdowns and 330 yards is a lot too i mean not to mention all the drops by receivers in the end zone when we did have to kick that field goal in the beginning of the game all i'm saying is Mahomes right now with that scheme i think andy Reid is the one aspect no one's talking about that scheme Mahomes throws to open spaces with a bunch of speedsters. You still got a young secondary, even with Winfield coming back. That is, this is going to be a hell of a matchup, but there's no way I could pick against the Chiefs right now. I just couldn't do it. Well said. And Ben, I only like to get raw emotion out of anyone. Okay. Will ever come I thought on you were podcast. a Steelers fan. You I ass. like raw. I want raw no, real you're a homer. emotion. You're a homer. Admit it. <laughs> I love raw real emotion. You just try to get under I, my skin. I, Man. <laughs> that it's raw. Oh, oh. Well, Corey. All you right. go. Ben's Ben's right and I probably should pick Kansas City too. Um, but 
I've seen I've seen special one before, and there's there's just something special about this Tampa team right now. So mm. I have to go with that. Very short, sweet, to the point, and I'm not just piggybacking you at all for no reason, Corey. I I think when you look at this Tampa team. They've been practicing. First, I, I look at who teams practice against within their own practice facility and how they play on the field. You got a Tampa Bay defense that's practicing every single day against Tom Brady. You got to take that into account. You also have to look at who they've beat the last two weeks Aaron Rodgers, uh, Drew Brees, and of course, Heineke. No, <laughs> I'm just well, saying. Well, that means a lot. Heineke's to... going to be a Hall of Famer, bro. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, they've got t shirts. <laughs> I, I would I would love one. If, they if do. Bucks are going to do it, they need to find a way to guard Tyree Kill because I'm pretty sure he got yeah. 300 yards last time. Uh, I, I, I just you, think you know the one player you know the one player that I think they they actually can handle better than anybody in the league, and that's handles a, is 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 tough to say, but um, is actually Kelsey. Those linebackers are fast, man. You know, so they'll they'll at least be on on his back hip. And I think we could both all agree. That the the Bucks were not the same before when this when this game came about. So I think that I mean yeah okay maybe a little history Packers Bucks Bucks win both okay but I just think <laughs> man Ben Scree is gonna go black here in a second. Yeah, he's going <laughs> to be like, fuck it, you're not getting my fucking audio. I'm to, yeah, I'm about to start, start starting shit on fire here. <laughs> we you're, gave him enough time. He, he even asked for five more minutes before we started the show. Ryan, no, Ryan you're, you're not, not wrong. Just, you're not wrong. There's this, just this Bucks team. Too man. much to yeah. say that I can bet against the Bucks in this game, and and I just think he's just going to close out the deal. He's not going to ride off in the sunset. We know that, but I just think there's too much, too much to to, to say that the Chiefs are going to win this game. Um, I, I just think one last thought though: the Bucks offensive line is going to dominate that defensive line. Frank Clark is good. Chris Jones is good, but that Bucks offensive line. Really, I almost think I hope they really just run all over well. them. Yeah. Well, and I that might be. We could even say what team's going to run the ball better. Um, we know what Tampa. the Chiefs are going to do. That's the thing, though. The Chiefs can run the ball, but that's never going to be their bread and butter. The Bucks, when they get Fournette going, especially if Rojo, if they're blocking well, they could they could hold on to the football. Brady could be methodical, and it'd still be a high scoring game, but not not ridiculous. You know, this could be like a you know, again, just like when the Bucks played the Packers, I said if this game's close, Bucks are going to win. If this game's close, the Bucks are going to win. Um, can they keep it close? They did it against the Packers, who I thought were a were a juggernaut. You know, bias or not, I think everybody could have made that argument. Um, Chiefs are even more of a juggernaut. This is the offense that everybody tries to be. This is the offense that nobody can stop. And even though they've won some close games, they always find a way to win. So. I, I do take Andy Reid over Bruce Arians, but I would take Tom Brady over Mahomes on this stage. So are, are there any outside forces that play, I mean, Chiefs back-to-back, right? There's that pressure. You got, um, shit, I just had a brain fart. Uh, Tampa and Tampa is a lot of pressure, too. Tampa and Tampa is a lot of pressure. Uh, you know, but again, I, I think that the, the, the defense has already kind of proven in the last two weeks. Like, I think they have that confidence for the Bucks coming into 
this weekend to where they can get the job done on the defensive side of the ball. And that's where I'm looking at it. You know, I think Chiefs might try to do too much too early. Or, you know, if they do get away with a little bit, you know, maybe if they cross that 20, 25-point threshold and the Bucks are just kind of hanging loose, I think that's just when the Bucks are just going to hammer. I really do. I, I, I don't think it's going to be a blowout by any means. But Tampa's playing their best football and defense right now. Rojo's back healthy. I know he was back last week. But they're going to get Antonio Brown back. They're going to get Winfield Jr. back. Um, and they get a home fucking football game in the Super Bowl. Like Without the cannons. If they lose, man, that's on them. Like They're set up to win this game. They, it, they should win this football game. I've seen this before. I've seen when a team has it, and there's something weird and special happening at the right time. Um, if it... I, w- I would be surprised if they lose. I mean, they could because Chiefs are fucking great. I mean, you know, Mahomes is is phenomenal. Reed's phenomenal. Tyree Kill's phenomenal. Kelsey's phenomenal. Um, but there's just something special. They ha- they haven't been special all year. That makes sense. There's something happening in a, in a momentum happening with Tampa. I, I like what you just said there because the Chiefs have almost been playing this year like it was last year. And just still dominating and still continuing, but this steamroller's coming right up the hill behind them, just ready to take them out. That's how look I at feel years too. prior. I mean, look at look at when Green Bay went on the road. Uh, what were they? Ten and six went on the road and won that won that Super Bowl ten years ago. Yeah, uh, P- Pittsburgh did it. Uh, what was it? Uh, I don't, I can't remember what Super Bowl, but they might have done it twice on the road. Um, there's something to momentum, especially this time of year, and being healthy and playing your best football um and the bucks are playing their best football the chiefs played great last week but in general the past month or two has the chiefs been playing their best football i would say no i agree with that too i would be a hundred percent on the bucks on the bucks side of things if it wasn't for that bills game that, that changed everything for me the Chiefs hadn't been playing good for two months. They found a way to win, whatever. But then they went out and scored 38 points and made it look easy. And that's why all I'm saying is it's just, this is such an interesting game. I I want to make some bold predictions here, okay? All right, we got a couple of minutes left, so let's hear the bold predictions okay. and we'll close this thing out. I'm going to say if the Bucks win this Super Bowl, Tom Brady is not the MVP. I think it's Shaq Barrett. I could see a four or five sack game. One of these edge rushers or like a Devin White, it's going to be someone in that front seven on the Bucks who dominates this game. And I think Shaq Barrett kind of had a, a quiet year, but he exploded against the Packers. Uh, that's my prediction if the Bucks win. If the Chiefs win, it's going to be Mahomes as MVP, and it's no matter how it Obvious. happens, it'll be Mahomes Doesn't matter no matter what. Yeah, I right. just it think it could Hiller. be a Le'Veon Bell appearance. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, okay. <Well, laughs> Yeah, okay. I don't think this is a game. Say his name on this podcast. I don't think this is a game where Brady's going to throw for five touchdowns and four hundred no, yards. You're, you're right. It, I think it's going to be it a team so, win. It is so hard to to count against a guy like that for MVP. But I think you might be right. If Bucks win, I can see I can see a Devin White. I'm going to say Devin White over Shaq Barrett. But um, you know whether it's an interception covering Kelsey, maybe it's two sacks on. You know, maybe it's a strip fumble. Uh, I mean, that guy is is he's the real deal. Like the NFL needs to watch out for this kid. Um, yeah. No. No matter what, you know, none of us would be surprised if the quarterback for Ryan's favorite team 
would get the MVP. So, <laughs> Ryan, where's your where's your Bucks jersey? Go get it out of the closet. Yeah, yeah you so have been. I had, I had you have been it. toying <laughs> us this whole time, man. I, I'm my, telling my, our uh, Facebook group. Listen, the listen, truth. listen, listen, listen. The the the, the vicious jersey that I have. <laughs> It, it was a good man on a good year that the Bucks won the Super Bowl. It better be Hometown heroes. Is it cream I got. What's funny is, so my daughter, she goes to school, and right now in Tampa, every Friday before the Bucks playoffs games, they're able to wear jerseys or shirts or whatever. And she was like, Daddy, I want to wear a Bucks shirt. And I didn't have an extra small Bucks shirt, so I gave her my jersey, and I twisted it up, and I put it on. It, Thing, looked like a jacket. Did she call you from the nurse nurse's office after she tripped down the stairs? No. It was thankfully. <laughs> so I do I kept my Joe Jervicious jersey. He was the only reason the Bucks even made it to the Super Bowl like, after the I playoff. Like that guy. He's a good man. He had a hard time and the Bucks defense won that game for them in that Super Bowl against the Raiders, which was John Gruden's old team. So we can maybe cover that fun story later. But uh I, I'm not just pulling for the Bucks because I want them to win. I think they're just going to win. And it would be fun for Tampa. I mean, let's uh, let's sign off with this because this year has been a shit year for well, every, well, this past year, 2020. But in Tampa Bay. Lightning. Lightning won. Lightning won. The Rays, the Rays could have had won. a chance yeah. on the lowest salary cap in baseball. That, probably what? That's, in history? That says a lot. Well, maybe not history, right. but two years in a row. In modern two day. years in a row, they were the hottest <laughs> team in baseball at that point in the playoffs. Go to the uh, World Series. They didn't pull it out, but that's okay. And now the Bucks are in the Super Bowl. That's huge, huge for the Tampa Bay area. And, you know, I think it'd be kind of fun if at least two of the three teams win. So. With that being said, is there uh, I, I any scores? Go ahead. We need to predict our oh, scores. Yeah, predict our scores, predict our wins. Let's wrap this thing up. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, mm, mid twenties, like well, twenty-seven, twenty-four. Well, win by or Bucks will win by a field goal. I'm going twenty-eight. I'm even going closer. Twenty-eight, twenty-seven bucks. Mm, one point difference. Oh, it's going to be a close, guy. Like it's this is this is gonna be is ben this is gonna be a good football fire. Wait, what's he doing? Oh no. no, 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 I'm good. <laughs> God, you guys, I'm tempted to change my pick, but for the sake of, am I that convincing? Absolutely not. It had nothing to do with you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but told I'm pretty persuasive. I I don't think it's gonna be really high, but I think it's in the 30s. I'm gonna say 34, 31. Kansas City. I do want to say, hey, Corey, earlier when he said, when he said he's like, <laughs> I, he's like he had a jersey in the closet. I thought he was going to say it's a gift. He's like, <laughs> no, it's, it's the painting was a gift, Todd. I'm taking it with me. <laughs> Good analogy, but I, I really wish you would have came back with that, Ryan. It would have been freaking legendary. <laughs> Edit it in later. Yeah, I don't think you know me. Ben and I have watched quite a few movies uh, together back in our back in our heyday. So we uh, we talk in uh, in movie movie quotes. Especially Dumb and we, Dumber. We want to get in on that level. Oh yeah, well Dumb and Dumber. That's that's my jam there. We want to get in on that level as as we produce more podcast shows, more information to fill your brains with, more laughter to keep you alive and jiving on your way to work if you're still doing that. If you're not working from home by now, we want you in your in, we want we want you to play us in your right ear as you're talking to people on your left, okay? <laughs> that's our goal here. 
I just want to point out, as we're signing off, we are evenly matched from all of our picks this playoffs. Seven and five across the board. <laughs> that's pretty That's pretty impressive, Seven man. Seven and five. Impressive. Okay? So two of us are going to be eight and five, and one of us is going to be seven and six, or vice versa. You never know. Come the end of the weekend, because I've taken the Bucks. Corey, you took the Bucks. Ben, you took Either Ben's winning or me and Ryan are both winning, and we're gonna. <clears throat> what's the prize? We get to what are we? What's the what's the winning prize? I don't even know. It doesn't matter. We're all friends here. <laughs> hey, around the golf. I, I so, guess if we uh, ever go to Indianapolis and 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 Ben wins, he's he's buying us beers or vice versa. A round of golf. I like that. We could talk. PG Ooh, I like that. If you I like really that. Hey, um, next week. Next week. Draft time, baby. Yep. We'll cover next week. Stay tuned. We're going to follow. We're going to cover what happens in the Super Bowl, and then we're going to kick you high gear. Like, I'm talking straight adrenaline rush of all the, the offseason festivities of what is going on for the NFL leading up to the NFL draft. No combine. Draft doesn't baby. matter. This could be our combine right here. Matter of fact, we'll probably change the podcast name. <laughs> yeah, I think we're going to. <laughs> to overcompensate for no combine this year. But, uh, Ben. Where can the good kids fight? We got a uh, Green and Gold Lifers Facebook group for all my fellow Packer fans. Uh, and then I have a Instagram handle, Green and Gold Lifers, which I'm going to change the name of because that is going to be everything football. And I'm going to take a step back uh, from my from my diehardism. Um, and I'm going to have an all football, um, all draft Instagram for people to follow. Excellent, excellent, excellent. And Corey... I, forgive me if I'm wrong, but didn't we have a Pittsburgh Steeler black and gold crew type deal going, or is that null and void now? I can't remember what happened to it. That it's died. My feet. That died. Yeah. That died. Okay. Well, I, I mean, it, maybe think about bringing that back. But where can the good kids find it's you? It's still, it's still there. So you know, Corey Gracie, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Knucklehead Recording Studios on Instagram, and Sync on Spotify. The band Sync. <laughs> And I gotta, I gotta give your your knucklehead recording studio a big plug here because I mean your room is immaculate that you're recording in, and I know you're doing different things with different bands and producing what you love, which is music, um, and and maybe potentially uh, expanding within that other little car park garage thing, whatever. Uh, but I know you've got some good things going on there, and you know if you guys want to look up knucklehead, spell it without a space. Knucklehead yep. recording studio. Um, lots of knobs, lots of buttons, lots of microphones yeah. in here. Lots of gear. Lots of cool, as I was saying before the show, components. I love it. Yeah. I see them in the there's background. A, there's a great local band just finished wrapping up uh, some mixes for called Cannon um, out of Tampa. So they're going to be out playing live shows whenever live shows are a thing again. Um, had a great time working with them. Kind of a late 90s, early 2000s kind of sound, you know, Stain, Chevelle, that kind of that kind yeah, of deal. Yeah, so, that's that's uh, my my frequency. It was right there. Uh, it was fun working with them. Man. <clears throat> kind of brought me back. So cool. And to bring back that feeling of nostalgia while also catapulting you to the future. I love it. Um, I go by uh, Rag Guy eight one three. I forget my name now on Instagram, <laughs> but you can also find us on the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast page, which, again, this is the Craft, Craftology Radio Network's uh, Fantasy Brews podcast. We're trying to bring you everything that we can for fantasy football, maybe others, other fantasies as well. Well, that sounded weird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving that in, bro. I'm Definitely leave that in. Leave that in. Uh, hit us up on Facebook, though, at the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast page. 
all the other places that you could find us. And we're gonna we have hope some weird DMs. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> now it's probably a good do? time to tell you I'm not wearing pants. It, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't worn pants all year. What are you talking about? Anyway, thank you for listening, and we look forward to bringing you more joy on next week's show. Boys, as we say with every episode, Corey. I like it. I like it. Go, pack, go. I'm Next back. Year. I'm back. Here we go. <laughs> Next year. Next year. Cow power. Cow power. What do we do before? Oh. No, I like it. Then I'll, then I'll edit cow power into this one. This podcast is part of the Craftology Radio Network. Listen, we get the Craft Brews and Geek News show is way better than it ought to be. If you'd like to learn more about other shows that we have on our network, please subscribe to the Craft Brews and Geek News podcast. Visit craftologyradio.com to learn more.